Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Star Wars 7x7, episode 2279. We've talked about it as the Excalibur of Mandalore for all intents and purposes. It was part of the most shocking reveal at the end of The Mandalorian Season 1. Today, a brief history of the Darksaber. Punch it. Rebel Razor. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. If you are listening to the audio version of this, then yes, that was the Darksaber you heard lighting up. I happened to stumble upon it, and that is going to be the only, I think, Mandalorian thing I end up getting. Although, if you're watching the video version, you may be able to see the child lurking in the background. Yeah, I'm sort of peculiar with the things I pick up. It's not really like by any organized thing. I'm not collecting every single child that's out there or anything like that. I don't know. It's a little goofy that way, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. We are here to talk about the Darksaber and its history and possibly also what it might reveal about how things have gone down since the last time we saw it. Now, the official Star Wars website doesn't say a lot about the Darksaber. It just says that it's an ancient lightsaber that serves as a powerful symbol of leadership to the Mandalorians. The Darksaber is a unique weapon with a black energy blade lined with a crackling white edge. That is literally all it says. So you have to go to Wikipedia to dig in a little deeper. There, you will learn that the Darksaber was an ancient and unique black-bladed lightsaber created by Tar Vizsla. Vizsla? Oh gosh, the pronunciation, I'm sorry. And it's only gonna get worse. Um, the first Mandalorian who was ever inducted into the Jedi Order. Now. That happened over a thousand years before the Battle of Yavin, and eventually the Old Republic got into a big war with the Sith, and while that was happening, an event happened called the Sacking of the Jedi Temple, and during that event, members of House Vizsla went in and stole the Mandalorian lightsaber. So I guess Tar Vizsla was not using the lightsaber anymore for whatever reason, and so members of his house went and stole that lightsaber. I think if I'm not careful, I'm just gonna start pronouncing it like the dog breed Vizsla, but anyway. So the Darksaber was passed down down in House Vizsla <laughs> until it got to Pre-Vizsla, who was voiced, of course, by Jon Favreau in the Clone Wars TV series. And you get to 42 BBY, which happened, of course, before the events of The Phantom Menace, where they had the Mandalorian Civil War, where the faction of warrior Mandalorians went up against the faction of pacifist Mandalorians, and ultimately the pacifist Mandalorians won, and the warrior Mandalorians were uh, exiled. 
but previously wasn't done with the whole Mandalorian ruling situation. And so he formed an organization called Death Watch that ultimately had as its goal retaking Mandalore and returning it back to its old warrior ways. His lieutenant was actually the sister of the pacifist leader. So there's the Duchess Satine, who was the leader of the new Mandalorians, the pacifists, and Bo-Katan, her sister, was a lieutenant in Death Watch. And this is where the pronunciations get worse. So it's spelled K-R-Y-Z-E. Cries, Kreez? Uh, I, I have actually looked for it and the internet pronunciation things that say how to pronounce cries, just it, I don't trust it. So I'm gonna have to find it. Unless you want to share it with me <laughs> and just set me straight once and for all, I would really appreciate that. So Vizla had it and then it was taken from him in combat by Darth Maul or just Maul at that point. And Maul was the owner of the Darksaber until he was defeated by Darth Sidious, at which point it, you know, got taken away from him for, for a brief time, and ultimately he got it back after he got out of prison, and he had it for the longest time until we get to the Star Wars Rebels TV series, where there was a whole foo with him and the Spectre cell, and they were on Dathomir, and ultimately what happened was they found the Darksaber in with his stuff and took it, the Spectre Cell did. So it was given to Kanan Jarrus for safekeeping, but ultimately he, with the encouragement of Fen Rao, who was a Mandalorian protector, said, yeah, let's train Sabine in how to use the Darksaber. Then further down the line, she got into a fight with Gar Saxon on Mandalore. Gar Saxon was the guy who was appointed Viceroy of Mandalore, so who was basically acting as the Mandalore, even though he didn't really have that title. He also didn't have the sword <laughs> either. Um, basically, he was the guy in charge of Mandalore on behalf of the Galactic Empire, because the Empire had occupied Mandalore, and he was basically the puppet ruler there, if you will. And so she defeated him in combat, which basically cemented her right to claim the Darksaber and be a ruler of Mandalore. However, she, of course, was dedicated to what's going on with the Ghost Crew and decided to stay with them instead of staying on Mandalore. And so she gave the Darksaber to somebody who she thought would be a rightful and diligent protector of Mandalore and the Mandalorians, and that was Bo-Katan. And that is the last time in the canon timeline that we see the Darksaber until we see Moff Gideon using it to cut his way out of his downed TIE Fighter in the season finale of The Mandalorian Season 1. So what does that actually mean for us? I will explain that in just a second. I do want to give a quick shout out right here and right now to our friends at Audible and thank them once again for letting me offer you a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at sw7x7.com slash audible. If you're new to the podcast and hearing this for the first time, then take advantage of this offer. It's really awesome. Free audiobook download, free 30-day trial, and it helps support the show too for that matter. So you might as well take advantage of it even if you've been listening to the show for quite a long time you too can get this same offer at sw7x7.com audible and thank you for supporting me in the show. So there's basically an 11 year gap in between when we last see the Darksaber in Rebels and when we see it again in The Mandalorian. So sometime in those 11 years, things did not go very well for Bo-Katan, all right? They we're going to try to overthrow the Empire on Mandalore, but we don't know how that actually goes. One thing we know for sure, though, is that Bogatan lost 
the Darksaber, which means somebody would have had to have beaten her in combat in order to take it away from her. We don't know if it was a Mandalorian. We don't know if it was Moff Gideon or, you know, some predecessor to him, perhaps. I mean, these are all possibilities. It doesn't have to have been one to the other, although it certainly gives an additional weight of revenge to the notion of going after Moff Gideon if he was the one who took it from Bo-Katan. And I will also point out that even though we don't know who the people of the Mandalorian covert are, one character has been given a name, and that was that heavy infantry Mandalorian who was also voiced by Jon Favreau. That's Paz Vizla, and it's spelled a little bit differently. The S is dropped from the actual version of it that appeared in the Clone Wars. It was V-I-S-Z-L-A, but in the Mandalorian in the credits, it's V-I-Z-L-A. Why that changed? don't know, you know, things happen over time. It could even be a typo. That's certainly a possibility too. That has happened in the Star Wars universe. But that certainly creates the opportunity for additional drama because for many, many generations, the sword was in possession of the Vizsla house. And so with Bo-Katan being part of house, Kree's cries, oh goodness, that creates additional drama for the struggle for Mandalorian leadership potentially down the line as well. And that is where we are going to leave things with our brief history of the Darksaber, and that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.